0: what's up taking sides family ash how the heck
1: are you doing doing great i do not have mice walking around in our window well today because i constructed a ladder out of pants Your pant, sweater stick ladder and, is an still old doing sweater and a stick
0: i think we talked about that in, in this podcast a week ago well it is still up the mouse the mice are still falling down and climbing back up it with ease at least i'm assuming it i just haven't seen them yet But there's no mice in her window well. So there we go. Hey,
1: everyone. You're listening to Taking Sides with the Dashleys, a show where couples send their funniest arguments or most divisive daily disagreements to us, the Dashleys.
0: Everybody wants advice on their relationship issues, but it can be kind of risky to talk about them with your family and friends sometimes. Taking Sides is a new podcast where you can anonymously solicit feedback on your relationship issues directly from us. Dallin and Ashley, as well as from special guests from time to time.
1: We'll give you our unqualified advice and our thoughts with the hope that it is somewhat insightful, maybe helpful, and definitely entertaining.
0: So please send in your submissions to takingsideswiththedashleys at gmail.com and you will be in one of our next podcasts.
1: Cool. Let's go. Let's go.
0: Okay, boo. Let's dive right into the questions today yeah okay this first one is called husband hates his job from barrett okay let's have it barrett hello you can use my name thank you before i get into the issue i just wanted to say i love you guys it honestly feels like i know you personally just through watching your vlogs listening to your podcast and now reading up on your food blog i also love that you guys love shipped i worked at headquarters for a year and a half before getting married in april and i always love knowing you guys are members of such an awesome service
1: we love it
0: we love shipped so much Especially when you're on vacation. Have them bring it right to your, like, your hotel. It's so nice. Or your nuts. Airbnb. Like, you don't know where the, groceries, the grocery store is. They were the best one or whatever. Anyways, okay. My name is Barrett. And my husband and I have been married for almost three months now. My husband works for his father alongside his brother in drywall, nice. both as an estimator and as the payroll guy. Recently, they let go of a longtime employee and my husband assumed her roles. My husband has never wanted to be in the family business And has always planned on being there short term. It's been about three years now. But he's kind of stuck there doing the work of two people since letting that one employee go. Not to mention having a dad as a boss is kind of the worst. (laughs) I love my father-in-law, but he's a full-blooded Italian from Boston. So you can imagine how confrontation of any kind goes with him. As a new wife, I'm just trying to be supportive as possible, but I am torn. I don't want my husband to hate his job. I also don't want to be left financially struggling this early into the marriage, or ever, ideally. I guess I just need insight right now on how to navigate something so intimate as a family business when I'm a newly added addition to the family. My husband and I have tried making long-term goals and seeking out other forms of employment, but just up and leaving the business isn't really possible, at least for another year. Any advice? P.S. Hi, George and James. Thanks, Barrett.
1: Well, I don't know the family business dynamic and I don't know the emotional ties involved and I don't know how much of a, like, kick, like, how much of, like, how much that would hurt emotionally family members if your husband left this job. Um, but I do. that doesn't matter. I my family, say. like, my parents were kind of in this situation when I was really little before we moved to Georgia. Um like, they had been kind of given a job as a favor and out of love, like a familial ties job. And, like, my dad was a, a big part of that company, kind of, um, and people depended on him. And it's really hard when you're not just quitting your job, you're kind of saying, like, it's it's just more of an emotional situation. And it definitely had emotional and, like, relationship backlash when he quit where feelings were definitely hurt and people felt like they did him this, this grand favor and he kind of just like threw it back at them. um. So that was really hard for them, but I do know talking to them now, that was the best decision. They feel like, like they, when they think of the best decision they ever made in their life, that's one of those decisions that they kind of talk about. Like it was a really hard decision and it was really hard family wise to, to, you know, it was like very personal and people got mad and that's really uncomfortable, but it was, they still think of it as like, that's the decision that changed our life for the better. Like that's the decision where we followed like our, what we wanted without considering what other people wanted. Kind of like their desires were a bigger thing for them to like appease than the desires of other people. Having been alive for a short time, times when I have made decisions based on other people's emotions are the biggest, are the decisions I regret the most. And the decisions that eventually, like, I'm just like, it was just like, why did I do that? Like, I'm going to eventually do what I wanted to do, anyways. Because I'm the one sitting around miserable right now. Like, it's my life. Why are, like, why did I do something so big for somebody else? So I would say, if that's what you really want to do, if your husband really wants to quit, he I, I would say be smart about it. I would say um, there will never be a good time for your family, for your husband to quit because he's probably their best employee option. And quite frankly, he might be their most economic employee option if he's kind of like doing this hybrid job that normally they would have to hire two people to do. So I don't think there will ever be a good time for your family to not have your husband working for them. It might be hard for them to find a replacement, but there are people and there are replacements and it will probably be an inconvenience for them. And they'll probably be a little bit ticked off that they have to go through that.
0: And none of those things are of most importance to you guys because it's your life.
1: Not theirs. It is not your responsibility to find a replacement. It is not your responsibility to train a replacement in my mind. That's something you could do that would be really nice. I know people who have jobs that they've wanted to quit. I know this one family. They've wanted to quit this job for 2 years, and they're just their life is on hold because they feel so they feel like it's their duty to find a good replacement for this very skilled position that there aren't very many applicants for. So they feel like they are stuck here until they can find someone. But that is, that is not their job. Like that is not their problem.
0: I would say the best approach would be for the family to know that you're having all these thoughts and to ask for their advice.
1: I would say rather th- than give them six months. Say in six months or even a year. Like if, if you guys are chill for a year or six months, I think six months is the nicest. Piece. So you can find someone in six months if you're looking hard enough. Yeah. just You can I train someone in six months.
0: I would encourage your husband to to just go to his dad for advice. Like, dad, this, I just, I've loved working for you. I've learned, you've taught me so much, but I feel boom and boom and boom. I feel, I feel fearful. I feel sad. I feel unfulfilled. I feel like life, I have life pulling me somewhere else. I, yeah. Like life pulling me in a different direction. I have passion somewhere else and I'm really, I care about this and, and I'm torn because I really want to, Please you, and I want to be in the family business, and I don't want to say things you don't. I don't want to let you down. I mean, only if these are true. Obviously, I'm just, I'm just saying things, and I don't want to let you down. I don't want to inconvenience you, but at the same time, I have other interests, and I have this passion, I have this goal of mine, and I really would like your advice and your support here. Like, what do you suggest? How can I help you? What, like, what is your advice? And if he's just stubborn and says. Son, don't stop thinking crazy. You need to be in the family business. Then, obviously, you need to go a different approach and be a little bit more upfront. But I, I would start with that. Be like, like, let them in on it. Let them know how you're feeling instead of just resenting them every day or resenting your job every day. And then I would say, what do you want to do? And set a goal for how you can work towards that. I guess I'm just thinking about when we were at, when I was at Plural Site and we knew that we wanted to go full time together as our own bosses doing like videography and photography work. It's, uh, it, I it was like a three year transition while I was building up the, while we were building up the videography photography business and social media stuff until we finally made the leap and when we had like a little bit of savings and some confidence that the earnings were going to stay just as much or higher than what I was making at my full time job, nine to five at Site. And so there's that whole planning thing, too. But I'd say set the goal of what you really want to be doing, how you can learn it either through courses online or school. Most stuff can be learned online these days, which is so cool. And um, then get like an internship or or figure out how you can do that on the side and then ask your family for their advice at first and their help and their support. And if not, then just got to probably ruffle some feathers and hurt some feelings. But that's okay because it's your life and not theirs is what I have to say about it.
1: Yeah, definitely have. I would not quit or put in your notice until you have something lined up. Um,
0: Unless it's just making you okay. so sick that you can't go another day. But it seems like you could keep going for a bit.
1: No, I think it's I think
0: Barrett's just asking for advice on how she can help her husband though because her husband isn't listening to this podcast.
1: Um,
0: Maybe he'll listen to.
1: I don't know. Like, Just figure out what you guys want. Make some goals. Figure yeah, out what your, five years in the future, be, what you want that to look like. Yeah,
0: help him think be his biggest cheerleader and help him, help him, uh, just be a good listener and, and listening for what he actually wants, what fulfills him, what makes him excited to wake up in the morning and, and help make plans to make that happen for him. And because it sounds like he is stuck, conflicted. Right. In a place we
1: all find ourselves conflicted between what you want to do and what your family wants you to do.
0: That's very, very, very common. Yep. In our life and in so many people that write us. I would say, That's so common.
1: think about what you want to be in five years. And if what you want to be is he wants to be working for his family, then you guys are in a perfect place. But if it's something else, then start working backwards and decide- and figure out how do I get there in five years?
0: And then just, do it. I guess, Will Smith, all good things are on the other side of fear.
1: The, I think it's the best things. The best things in life, things in life are are
0: on the other side of fear. Or Or what would you do if you weren't afraid? Kind of say those things, maybe put that up on your mirror somewhere.
1: And if, if he wasn't afraid, he would, you know, like start college for whatever he wants to do, or if he would start applying right now to all these jobs that he could get or is qualified for or should start looking for, or if he would make a website for this new side business, he wants to start like, or then take just the do online
0: it. course about how to do e-commerce or start a shirt company or geez, we, we learned about this guy who started a Jersey company, custom jerseys. Yeah, and he just he found a supplier a manufacturer. I don't know where but they just just found a high quality t-shirt or jersey manufacturer And then he started an instagram account and he started Messaging doing giveaways for cool custom jerseys and he messaged all these influencers like hey love what you're doing Can I send you a free jersey and they're like, oh sweet. Yeah, I love jerseys He's like awesome. What do you want to say on the back? What color do you want? What do you want the number to be and he would just send them that and just not even ask them anything else and then these big influencers, when they got, once they got their jersey, they would show it in a photo, usually, maybe not, but usually they would, and tag him and say, shout out to custom jersey, whatever it is, yeah. for thanks for the t-shirt. And he drummed up, just boom, like within a year, I think less, he was making way more money than he was making at his previous job, and he just has his own jersey company right now, and, and he's just... His, day, his day-to-day he is making through. sure that jersey production is going okay and DMing big big names on Instagram to send them free jerseys. And he, that's just his marketing. And then he does giveaways and that's his job. And like how crazy is he's that? He's
1: considered a social media genius. Like and now he the, just speaks at conferences. At the conferences we This go is where to. we learned
0: about him. He was presenting about how to start a business on Instagram.
1: He like walks through the hallway and everyone is like, oh, that's him,
0: that's him. That's the jersey guy. That's the guy. That's him. So so cool. That was really inspiring. So, anyways, there's one of of many 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 examples of what you could start doing, baby. So, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Best things in life are another side of fear. Go do it. And you sound like a very loving, awesome, supporting wife, Barrett. So you rock.
1: Yeah, and the thing about families is they love you. For the most part, they they get the most openly mad at you for like decisions you make. Like they're not in- inhibited like they'll just tell you but they also will just still love you so it might be a a big issue but Mm -hmm. for the most part they'll stick with you like
0: even if his dad is an italian from boston
1: well especially i think families are so mean so much so i don't
0: yeah so i i would i would hope that he could see it in his heart that to help his son fulfill his dreams and stuff like that totally okay moving on
1: or you at least deserve that response.
0: Yeah, you do. And if not, then you will have to just be more bold and and assertive. But it should start there. Stay tuned for more Taking Sides, the Marriage Podcast. This is from Tara. So many hobbies. Hey Dashleys, my name is Tara. I first want to say I love your vlogs and both of your podcasts and your family. It makes my day a hundred times better with each notification of a new post. Wow, that was really nice. Thanks, Tara. So of my problem. I have been with my now fiance for five years. We were high school sweethearts and have now graduated college and moved in together.
1: You guys made it. So Sweet, many, that's, the, that's the vision. That was the plan of so many of my high school friends and college is just like you guys made it through college together. That's really cool. Yeah, that's
0: cool. The problem here is my fiance is a man of so many hobbies and because of that and work, it seems like we never see each other. I often find myself coming home from work. Right off the bat, it sounds like your love language is quality time. Yeah, am I right? I often find myself coming home from work to maintain the house and take care of our kids and dogs while he is out enjoying himself with his hobbies and his friends. I feel used and underappreciated. Those are very good descriptive words that he should know. It doesn't even feel like he enjoys spending time with me. There's another hint that your love language is probably quality time that he should also know and be very aware of. I have asked him to take some time for just us. Every time I ask him to do... I have asked him to take some time for just us, but every time I ask him to do things that I would want to do, he doesn't want to do them. For example, kayaking and camping is something I love to do, but he hates. I know this doesn't seem like a great start to our marriage coming up soon, and I just don't know what to do because I hate feeling this way. Please help. Well, I would be feeling pretty, pretty, uh, well, you used great words. Where are they here? Used and you, I would feel under-appreciated. underappreciated and used and disheartened and disillusioned and afraid of, of what your future holds because your fiance is seeming like he doesn't like spending any time with you, which is your quality love language. I would be feeling the same way. That would be, you know, scary and sad and And I would feel definitely used and unappreciated because you feel like you do everything at home and taking care of the kids while he's out just doing whatever the heck he wants.
1: Right. So, I mean, everyone is different and everyone has different needs and wants and dream relationships. Mine is a relationship where like we have, we have, we like, you know, like every day we kind of have some time together. Um, and it doesn't have to be all day, but that's kind of like where I hit my sweet spot when we're Dallin and I are kind of have like a Dallin and Ashley moment every day. Um, and then also we have found in our marriage that our marriage is the best when we have one date a week, preferably two and two is a lot. And we can do that because we have family, um, around, but that's when we kind of feel like we're most vibing and we're the best friends, like is when we have two dates, two two times a week where Dallin and I get away from the house, just us. And mm-hmm. I know not everyone can do that, but it doesn't have to be all day. It could, sh- And it doesn't sound like you guys have kids. You have dogs, which I am a, oh, so much she, of a dog did I, person. I think she said... She said kids. Oh, kids, per-
0: right. I read kids. They're, they're dogs, so, which are just- I feel
1: like this could be something you guys could really do. And I don't know if he would be into this, but I would say something like, let's have two days, two nights each week where we have, we have a block of time for each other. And it sounds like you have a lot of things that you like to do that he's not super into, which is fine. And he has a lot of things that he likes to do, which you are not into, which is fine. Um, when Dallin and I, I feel like we were first married, we made, I had read somewhere about this cool, we were, um, we didn't have like a lot of money to go out to restaurants and stuff which for the record is not the most fun thing you can do on a date. There are so many more fun things. We made this jar um, and we each wrote down like an equal number of things. Like we just took like 10 minutes and wrote down the date jar, the date jar, like things that Dallin would love to do with me and things that I would love to do like on a date. But it was like my ideas and his ideas. And there was no like, Oh, Dallin wasn't saying like, Oh, I don't like to do that. And I wasn't saying, Oh, Dallin, that's like something I would never want to do. Um, and we just put them in the jar and they mixed it up. And then when it was date night or when we were planning date nights, like we would just draw one out and whatever it was, like the rule was, you had to be excited about it. You couldn't say no. And then you just did it and you had fun. And we had so many fun little date nights and, and maybe you could put like kayaking in yours and he could put something that you usually say no to on his papers. It was like a hundred little papers, mm-hmm. um, that could be something that could work really good for you. It worked really good for us. And it kind of took away like, like, you know, when you're looking for a show, a new show after like a really good show has ended that you guys were really into and you're just looking through it and down. will be like, Oh, what about this one? I'll be like, it just doesn't feel right.
0: Like when outer banks just ends.
1: Yeah. And then I'll be like, Oh, what about this one? And down will be like, I'm kind of in the mood for something else. And then you just end up not watching anything or just watching separate shows or just falling asleep and, like it was a waste you look for shows for 40 minutes (laughs) dates are like that too i feel like or like if they're not planned like picking something but this is well
0: at this point in our life we're just happy to be alone together
1: right we just go to lowe's or costco
0: pick a place we'll go and be there
1: right because we have you know like it's hard to get away for a long time with a babysitter Mm -hmm. um but that worked really really well for us and it helped us to figure out new things that we liked and it helped us to kind of like we even found like like one of them was go get frozen yogurt we had just moved somewhere and that place became our place and we went there like 50 times before we had to switch apartments and we like got into country dancing and found new hikes and we just found a lot of things that became our things and our places that kind of brought us closer together. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Tara, you sound like a uh, kind of like more leaning towards a a personality type like me, where you are kind of a pleaser and somebody who needs to stick up for themselves a little bit more than they think they should or could or should be allowed to maybe. And uh, I just this quote from Tony Robbins came to mind as I was reading your email where he says, you get what you tolerate, you get what you tolerate. Like if you've been tolerating something, like that's what you're going to get. And what so just, I would just say, think of think of uh, of how you can just bring this to his attention lovingly, showing your support, saying you don't hate that he has hobbies, but you're feeling also, it's very important that he knows your feelings, that you're feeling underappreciated, that you're feeling used.
1: Like all of the junkie jobs are getting thrown onto you because he's out having fun.
0: Yeah. And he should he should know these things, how you're feeling, because uh, you should not start your marriage just sweeping these big emotions under the rug. Any emotions. Our therapist said you should not leave the house without at least having 90, 95% grasp of of how the other person is feeling. All the feelings. Yeah. Everybody is we always feeling Stalin multiple and emotions. We used I ask each
1: other that all the time now, and we used to never say that. Like, anything's going on, I'm like, tell me your feelings. Our therapist does a thing with his wife where um, every day like before they, anytime before they part, they go, What are? Your, tell me three feelings. Mm-hmm. And you just say things that you wouldn't normally say, like down's on his way out. And he's like, tell me three feelings. And I'm say overwhelmed about this, excited about this and sad about this. And he just has so much knowledge that he didn't have before. Like, I was like,
0: Oh wow. I never would have known that.
1: Yeah. Or if I'm just feeling, and
0: that's something I can follow up on later asking her about it. And
1: it gives him so much context. Like, Oh, that explains this and this and this. And When something happens or like I'm having a stress mess moment or if I'm like, like he just kind of knows, like he knows what's going on for me and can instead of being like Ashley hates me or Ashley's a jerk or Ashley isn't seeing my needs, like he can kind of have some context and I'm not saying like I should not be seeing your needs, but if we're both doing it, we're both so much more aware and little things become like kind of red flags that we pick up on Mm -hmm. that we normally wouldn't
0: yeah so i'd say start the habit feels weird at first but quickly it becomes a beautiful thing that helps you guys grow in your emotional intimacy with each other understanding each other's feelings not stories not narratives that you have in your head but the actual emotions boiling it down to how does that make you feel
1: yours could be i miss you i feel like i miss you i feel like I don't have time to do so many things that I want to do because I have so much to do at home. and
0: This also sounds like something that you could start having a schedule together, like being aware of each other's schedules, what's coming up, and you, Tara, can take the the initiative to plan some of your own things in there and say, I would really love to spend more time with you. I read a book called Five Love Languages, and I really think that my love language, how I feel loved by you, is when we spend quality time together. And I would love to spend more time with you because I love you so much. And it's just so, it's just so, it's like breathes life into me and our relationship when we spend time together. And I would really love to do that. And I wanna plan some things with you that we both enjoy doing. And I think it'd be great sometimes if we do some things that I like and some things that you like and stuff like that. And this this is just going to be a really important, really. Really a big step forward type of conversation for you guys as uh, you're approaching your wedding day Like it's a big it's a big deal to grow in your emotional intimacy with each other like this
1: Dallin and I's best weeks are weeks where we sit down And we probably do it like 50 50 and we plan the week together like on a sunday and And I say down what are t- like three big things you want to do this week? And he'll ask me that and we put him in there and I make time for dallin's big things and he makes time for my big things whether they're Me being independent or me being like, if I'm like, oh, I want to go on this hike with the dogs, with you, then like we just put it in there and we find a time when it works for both of us versus like one of us only doing everything and the other one holding down the fort or even just both of us not doing anything we want because we feel like that like those things are luxuries and it's like we have so many duties and stuff, Mm -hmm. whatever.
0: Yeah, like today or just a few days ago I was just feeling like I just said to myself, Man, what would I do if I just had the whole day to myself and be like, Oh, I've been wanting to go mountain biking at a ski resort for so long where you just, where you they take your bike up for you and you just ride down all day instead of having to ride up first. And I am just like, Why haven't I planned that into my day? And I told Ashley and she's like, Plan it And that's just I think that is that is characteristic of like my personality type. I'm quick to put off things or not think about what I want just because there's so many other things uh, like going on. Ashley is, is so, that's her strength, that knowing what she wants done and and just going and doing it.
1: Well, I like plan it. Like and I let she's people a really know, good like, planet. get ready, this is coming. I, my modus I operandi
0: you. was, uh, I guess, when I was single, is just fly by the seat of my pants. And since getting married, I have not been very good at becoming more of a proactive planner person to get things done. And therefore, the only other alternative is falling into the rut of, the whirlwind or doing things that are coming at you whether it's from ashley who's a professional planner or just all like the whirlwind of the day-to-day all the things you have from running your own business and having kids and it becomes unfulfilling if you're not taking care of yourself and thinking about things that you would like to do too so i was like i want to go mountain biking and so we decided how we're going to make that work and i am going to go today now go mountain biking today
1: and i like before it was either you didn't go and were kind of disappointed that you could never go or you went on a moment's notice and it kind of threw and I was like whoa like that wasn't in the plans like but now I have me I know you are gonna do this today and I have like a plan for me and the kids like I know what we're gonna do we're not like none of it includes you so nothing's getting not in a mean way but like I have this whole plan of how we can have a really fun day while you're having a really fun day versus like thinking, okay, like Dallin and I are going to film a vlog today and Dallin and I are going to get this work done and then maybe I'll work out while Dallin watches the kids and then I'll watch the kids while he works out. But then all of a sudden Dallin says, I want to go mountain biking today. And then it's just like, wait, what? Like.
0: Yeah, it is not good for somebody who is an, a non planner versus an, a super planner. Right. So we've come together. Well,
1: if we didn't have kids or like this job together, like,
0: you'd probably easier. be
1: like oh okay cool whatever maybe yeah. i'll go with you or maybe i'll go sit at the lodge or maybe i'll go for a three-hour walk and
0: it's like indulgent to, indulge to, myself to, to, to with all the of, things that make me of happy what we could do sometimes but it's that's only part of the time other times and more often than not it's just us being so grateful for our kids and the joy that they bring to our life sometimes it's fun to indulge and wonder what life would be like with just ourselves again you know I'd say that's like ten percent. Other ninety percent, it's just such a joy and pleasure to be parents. Yes. Just need felt like I needed to say that because I imagined George and James listening to this in the future. Unless and they have kids. And I just like, want them yes. to know <laughs> that we love them so much. And when they have kids, they will be able to relate a little bit better. And it doesn't mean that we don't love you. It doesn't mean that we don't cherish you. It, it just, just means, means also that, that we are humans. Yeah, mom that and dad like aren't do robots. Too. And me? we're not robots who just take care of our kids every needs all day every day. We have needs too. That's what I'm saying, future George and James. We love you. Right. Cool. Cool. All right. So um, hopefully this has been helpful, Tara. Um, you get what you tolerate, and it is so important to understand emotions of your partner. He should know yours, and you should know his. Do you know his? That's a question I would pose to you. Do you know his? Is he feeling overwhelmed and stressed that he needs to get away? What are causing him to be so overwhelmed and stressed? What is causing him? And and start with start with that, you know, asking his feelings. Do you know I, his? I Maybe, will say you probably though, do. But, you know, I'm not
1: judging. I feel like most like successful couples have at least one thing that is like their thing, like how they come together. And maybe you guys need to find your thing, like the thing that you both do together that you both love doing Mm -hmm. versus, I think it's great to have separate hobbies, but I think it's really helpful to have one thing that you kind of like, that's your thing. And you both love doing it and you do it together and you make so many amazing, like bonding memories doing it.
0: Yep. And I'd say just finding that balance between things you do on your own and things you do together, especially if your love language is quality time, he should know that. And he should make it a priority because he's your committed, trusting partner who loves you, right? Dowling, and should know how to love you, and that's how is spending quality time with is you is
1: not a quality time guy. He's a words guy, so he was like baffled year three of our marriage when he he would just tell me he loved me in the morning, and think like uh, like he would be fine if I like he's always saying just tell me you love me, and I know I'm so fine, like, and but he would do that to me, and I would just be like. There's, it's just, there's no substance. Like he just doesn't even want to hang out with me. You know, like we never see each other. How can we be in love? There's just, we were just oblivious to how each, each other felt and received love. And I would be like, let's go for walks Dal. And like (laughs) when I wanted to show my love for him and he'd be like, I don't, I don't want to go for another walk. I go for walks every day with you. Stop. So I would just say, figure that out and then figure out how to fulfill each other that way
0: cool okay guys thanks for joining us in this episode of taking sides um these were really good questions today and i feel like we have had experiences that hopefully helped you guys to relate a little bit um man i'm gonna remember you get what you tolerate that's a good quote from tony robbins also the greatest things in life are on the other side of fear and uh what would you do if you weren't afraid
1: don't take you get what you tolerate too far because i think there's a level of tolerance. Also, every... Yeah, don't just be like, I'm not putting up with this anymore. You know? Yeah.
0: But also, you stand stand up for yourself, and if, I guess by standing up for yourself, I mean like making like making your emotions known, not not counting them as insignificant, not important, shoved under the rug. Your feelings and emotions are just as important as his or anybody else's in this world.
1: I think there's a difference between feeling annoyed. I think you can tolerate little annoyances, and feeling sad, and like just brokenhearted or or left behind or alone i think those are things you should not tolerate not in a mean way but don't tolerate them because you deserve to not feel that way and you deserve for people to know if you're feeling that way mm-hmm. and if he sounds like he loves you so much and he'll he probably just doesn't know that you're feeling that way
0: yeah so cool ash thanks you guys for listening and we love you. Go join the conversation in Taking Sides Facebook group, the Taking Sides Marriage Podcast Facebook group. That is basically the comment section for this vlog. And go and start a conversation there, join a conversation, and make it a fun place to hang out for all the listeners of the Taking Sides Podcast. Okay, see you guys.